Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. We kicked off a series, again, February 8th, in this church called 29. Man, uh, if you've never been with us during this series, thank you for being here today. And so we want to give you a little part of, just a little taste of what God's been doing in that and just share, uh, again, what, uh, you know, we believe God's doing in our church. And we thank you for, again, being a part of it. We hope you'll get connected and be a part of it in many ways. But um, this is a series that we're doing on the book of Acts. And so uh, if, if you ever study the book of Acts, you'll find out that there are 28 chapters in the book. And we believe this. We are... Man, y'all are so good at that. Y'all are so good at that. So again, we believe we're the church. We believe it was established, set up. What it's supposed to look like was set up in the book of Acts. And so uh, it's been crazy, just kind of the things that God has done. Seriously, it's been just kind of crazy as we've seen God move in so many ways. It's just neat. We'll teach the word uh, of, in an area of, of where healing took place in the book of Acts. And we've seen people go out and that build their faith. And they pray for people. And uh, they get healed. We've seen We've been talking about sharing the gospel. And they uh, just read that. And that faith comes to them. They believe. And then they go out and just share the gospel. And salvation is happening. So again, we are 29. We are his church. And I don't think that in every, any way that what he began, he ever wanted to stop doing. Come on. I don't think he ever wanted to stop healing. I don't think he ever wanted to stop setting people free, blessing people, just, just literally drawing people to him. And so we think that this is the word of God, and we believe it's a right now word for our church. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to jump in. So what am I going to teach today? I'm going to teach 29. I'm going to teach this series. And in this series, it is amazing that um, how you know, God's providence and his time has worked out. And um, even in just uh, weeks leading up to this, things that were going to be shared earlier got put on hold and different things by what God was doing, that today is a right now word that we believe God has for us. So do this. Take your Bible and turn to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I tell you, I'm just, uh, again, pumped to be able to jump back into this word today. Acts chapter 20. Um, And uh, we just want to, again, as you turn there, we want to just welcome all of our first-time guests today who are part of Faith or New. Just Faith or New, let them know you're glad they came. Really are excited. Glad that you came. And, uh, Again, we're uh, just a minute, just a, just a big old group of people that love Jesus, man. And just, you know, we just mess up things sometimes, but our vision, our focus is to make Jesus known to you. And so we hope you've encountered him today. And, and if, uh, you know, we were singing that song earlier about being made new. If this is, a, you know, you've never been made new in Christ, well, this is the day that God wants to just touch you and just uh, literally heal you, set you free, all those things. So uh, it's just a great thing that we want to see God do in your life. And um, as we today jump into Acts 20 and 21, um, I'm going to just, again, just share some things I believe God is speaking to us today and to our church as we do launch out and as we step into the things that God has for us. And so uh, before, we, before we dig into that, I just want to take one more moment and just pray. Can we just pray together? Can we just pray together? And I, I don't know what your background is and uh, where you may have go to church or don't go to church or whatever, but I want to invite you right now to just pray with me. I just want to invite you to pray with me. So many times we just listen to the person who may be speaking, but I want you to just just be a part of this right now. Be a part of this prayer during this time. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. It's the name above every name, and that's the name we're declaring. 
in this city, in our hearts, in this church, God. And we're just thankful, Lord, for the new beginnings, the things that you're doing in us, God. And, Lord, we just ask you and believe, God, Lord, that you have so many great things ahead, Lord. And we're just thankful for it. And, uh, God, we just, uh, just, just as we begin to launch into a new beginning, Father, let our vision never change. Let it never shift. Let just the focus become more laser-like for what you've called us to do, Father. I thank you for every person you've brought into this place today, God, to be a part of this day. And, God, I believe you want to do something new in them. And I just declare, Lord, your favorite blessings over them, over your word today. Lord, let it get in our hearts and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, we have been, uh, again, in this series called 29, and we uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, just shared this verse, and I asked the guys to pull it up for me in Acts chapter 20. It's, in, it's verse 24, and uh, in the NIV, it, re- it reads like this. It says that, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Think about that for just one moment. This, th- literally, this is what we as a church want to do. And uh, we know that there's a battle that happens in that. Man, we have this thing that we walk around called skin and flesh. And so there's this war thing that's kind of happening. And uh, there is this supernatural thing that's happening whether you know, people want to recognize that and just understand that it's real or not. It is. There is an enemy out there. And there is this struggle between the war uh, and between the flesh and the spirit. This, uh, you know, coming against one another. And so we want to do this. We want to live this life this way. And just consider our life nothing and finish the work that God's called us to do. And, uh, and so, again, if this is your first time or your 500th time you've been with us, we believe today God's called you. And this is a word for you, whether, again, you're a member, just hanging out today, whatever it is, that God has a task for your life. He's got a purpose that you're here. There's a purpose that he placed you on this planet. And there might be just some of you even today just wondering, man, I don't think this is for me. I don't think really God really has anything he can do in my life. Listen, God wants to do something in every one of your lives. Just, I mean, just tell your neighbor, say, man, he's talking to you right now. Tell him, say, he's talking to you right now. And so he wants to do something in your life. And, and as we move forward in this new beginning, Paul warns the people. I love this. We, and this is one of the things that we do here. Uh, you'll find out if you hang out here. Uh, we just, just kind of go with the word, man. We say what it says. And sometimes that's so encouraging and exciting. Sometimes it just gets, y'all, I mean, we have fun. We, yeah, I mean, we get pumped up. Sometimes it's like, man, you pulling your toes back in your converse. And, uh, and because, see, the word of God just stepping all over you and messing with you and, and, and those types of things. So today, I, just, I, just pray, I pray today that God's word will do this. It'll equip us today. Uh, it'll equip us for what he wants to do. So as we continue this series, uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to give you a few things God's trying to show me today, and I, I hope you'll grab it. If, you, if you're taking notes, uh, you, this is the first point today. The first one is this. As we launch out and as we journey with him, you have to be very careful that we watch out for wolves. Watch out for wolves. And so, again, just straight from the Word of God, this is how Paul, he taught these, these, the folks that he had been spending time with and had been teaching them and equipping them with the Word, preparing them for the plan that God had. And he was, he was telling them things like this. In verse 28 of Acts 20, it says this. It says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. 
And aren't you thankful, man, that Jesus paid the price, man, for, for your sins. He purchased it. He, he bought it with his own life. Jesus got on a cross, gave his life for our, us, for our sins, and, and he, he purchased us with his blood. We've been redeemed and bought back, and he purchased us with his blood. And then he says in verse 29 this, he says, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Hmm. Now, this is one of those things that, again, it's, it's, it's very challenging when you start hearing things like this, that he's saying that you have to be very careful that there will be savage wolves coming among you. And so as we launch forward, as we move forward into what God has for us, you have to do this. You have to guard your heart. Yeah. You have to be very careful. You have to guard your heart um, and, and just come to the place where you realize that just everybody out there doesn't believe in the vision that God's given you. He does, everybody out there and everybody, he just sends in the doors now. And, and, and this is just one of the things since I've been in ministry now for a while. I've seen, I've seen this happen. I've seen people come in and, and people brought in into their church. And, uh, and sometimes they want to do, you know, what kind of we see in Scripture. And so, again, Paul's warning these people that this will happen, and it does. It just really does. And so sometimes that you see this, sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing that. Sometimes people don't even realize that they're coming in and they're causing the things that we see here and they're, they're this, this, the dissension and different things that are happening. You know, sometimes they don't even realize it, but you know, sometimes they do. There's sometimes that we see in Scripture that this happens. As a matter of fact, it's interesting. The word that he uses here, he uses the word savage wolves. Savage means this. It means burdensome and heavy. You know, there's going to be people that's out there that's going to try to do this and make things heavy for you and a burden. And, and, and it's, this is how God's, God's word works for us. The gospel is not supposed to be something that burdens us. It's, some, it's supposed to be something that blesses us and carries us forward. Now, th- this is one of the things, again, as you see this, sometimes, again, it's always, please recognize this when I say this, please recognize that it's always the enemy that's behind it. All right, because, again, what I said earlier, this whole flesh and blood skin thing we got walking around in that we're messing in, that is what the enemy works through. Again, there's some things, just spiritual wickedness and things that are going on in the spirits that are happening that we got to guard our hearts and prepare ourselves for. But there's sometimes he uses people. But listen, always remember the root of it is know that it's the enemy. It is Satan that's behind those things. And he is the one ultimately he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. So you got to see that type of thing and you got to recognize it because it's very easy to get very frustrated with the one that the enemy is using. Come on, that's so true. It's very easy. And one of the things that when we teach warfare, spiritual warfare, warfare 101 is this, is recognizing who the enemy is. So you got to. you got to know who this is. But there's sometimes, because of how the enemy works and how people will allow him to work through them, there's sometimes that he shows up and he uses people to do it. So you got to do this. you got to guard your hearts and be careful of those things. And some people are like, man, this is launch day. Why are you saying this? Because as we launch forward, this is stuff that's going to happen. It's just going to happen. There are things that God's doing, and, and as we cast vision for where God's going to take us to, there are some people who's going to just literally try to destroy that because, listen, I'm just, I promise you, those things that we were declaring over your life earlier, those things that we were praying over your family, Satan is going to do everything he can to stop it from happening. He's going to do everything he can. He'll use you if you let him. 
He'll use me. He'll do anything he can to stop us. So, and if we recognize this and watch how the enemy works, he'll, he'll, you'll begin to see that if I come against the enemy, my situation will begin to turn around. Now, it's beautiful. I'm telling you, I've done this before. I've, man, I've, I've, somebody's getting on my nerves. You know, pastors, man, we're supposed to be, you know, these people that, you know, nobody gets on our nerves. No, people get on your nerves. Everybody. So, you know, everybody. And it's just sometimes it just gets so frustrating. And, but it, you have to come to the place where you start seeing that it's the enemy at work. And I've done this. Man, I, sometimes I've spent my efforts and energies going against that person and getting nowhere. But there's been times the Holy Spirit's called me back, and I'm trying to do this more. If I begin to pray, begin to ask the Holy Spirit to break off that thing that has them bound, and begin to come against that. Man, I've watched them get set free and God do something in their life. And then again, it affects my life and then everyone around it. Some of you need to do this for your family member. Some of you have been battling hard against somebody in your family. If you start doing this, praying over them. Declaring the word of God over them, blessings over them, and start coming against the enemy, you'll watch God begin to work. But again, as a church, as people of God, we've got to realize what the enemy will do. He'll come in. Jesus even said this. Matthew 7, verse 15, he says this. He said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Man, that's strong. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm getting ready to date myself and show myself my age, show everybody my age for just a moment. But when I, I read that scripture, this is the picture that came to my mind. Will you show my boy Wiley real quick, Cody? Anybody know? Anybody remember this dude right here? Come on. Sir. What? What is that? All the old people know what I'm talking about, man. Everybody, everybody, all the young people, y'all missing out, man. Y'all need to watch that cartoon, man, right there. <laughs> Wiley Cody, man. And uh, it, it just an incredible, incredible, just uh, I think a picture of the enemy and how he works so many times in our life. Um, to get you, try to get you focused back real quick, I did put another picture up. Just use this one real quick because I think it'll help us a little bit. Okay, that's a little better. Okay, <laughs> all right, just a little better, a little bit better. Uh, of probably how this thing works. So you may have seen that picture floating around out there uh, on the internet. And, uh, but think for just a moment, that is how he works sometimes. He, he's, he's not, not going to do this. He's not going to just come in. The enemy's not. He's not just going to come in and just say, hey, I'm the devil. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Satan. I've I'm I'm come here to kill, steal, and destroy. No, he doesn't do that. He comes, and he tries to ease in so many times. And so many times, he just tries to ease himself in. And, and we even see this working. And, and this, again, the root source, please listen to the root source. 2 Corinthians 11 says this, verse 13 and 14. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Verse 14 says, no wonder. Listen. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So this, this is huge. Um, so this, this is things that we kind of had to get into where we let, you know, spiritual discernment. We have to listen to God, man. Read the word of God. Listen to the spirit and listen and walk in these things. And so, um, you know, it's, and, that, and as some of you are hearing that, you're like, man, I, is that practical? Very. Very. 
extremely proud because again this is stuff that you face every day and there are people and we're seeing this and i believe it's a sign of the end times that we're walking into we're seeing more and more of this churches that are rising up people that are rising up declaring themselves people of god and they're teaching things that are unscriptural from the word and so we have to be very careful. If we look at this, we always want to go back to what does this say the Lord? What does he tell us to do? And so this is just going to flow right into the second point. And the second point is this. Be careful who you listen to. Be very careful who you listen to. Uh, and, and again, this is how the enemy works. As we move forward, as we launch out into what God has for us, you have to be very careful those that you let speak into your ear. This, is, again, this ain't popular, but this is true. Again, though people begin to say things that are not of God. That people will say stuff that goes directly against the Word of God. It may go against the vision of what God has called the church to do. And so this is how he'll do. He'll come in and he'll use, again, anybody. And this is how he messes with us. Verse 30 says this. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Man, this is, this is heavy, but this is so true. I mean, everybody's not going to tell you the truth. They're just not. So, so you got to do this. you got to need to be in a place where you're getting God's word and somebody's speaking truth directly to you when it's good medicine and it feels good or when it sometimes, again, has to challenge you a little bit. So you have to come to this place where you just realize that I want God's word and I want to be very careful who I listen to. And so this is one of the things you got to do. If someone is speaking to you that's going against God's word, close an ear to it. Close an ear to it. Pray for them. Bless them. Speak blessings over them. Uh, and, and, and do this. You want to say, you want to just, in, in the most loving way that you can, let them know. Again, I think this is clear, too, and as a church family, we should be able to do this. If it's going against God's word or the vision God's given us, and the vision he's given us is Bible. Come on, somebody. I was way better than y'all acting right there. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so if they're doing this, we always want to point them back to what God's word says. We want to do this. We want to let them know in the most loving way. If we see this happen, we see any part of this going on, we want to let them know. Again, Paul's warning the people here to be very careful of these things because they'll rise up from right among us. Second Peter says this. He says in verse, uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he says, But there are also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow the destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Whoo, man, again, I was like, Lord, can I preach something else on launch day? I was like, come on, Jesus, let me get up there and just preach something else for a minute. He said, teach my word, preach truth, let me do my thing. And so I believe today he's speaking into our hearts right now in lives, and he's preparing us. And again, as we walk into, I, I really feel as we're getting closer and closer into the last days and end times, we're going to see more and more of this rise up. So we've got to be very careful of the things that we're opening ourselves up to and the things that are happening and the things that are being spoken. So begin, be very careful who you listen to. Uh, just, I, I just, I can't say that. Be very careful who you listen to. Make sure the things that you're putting in you Always are backed up with God's word because some people will do this. Some people will prophesy, and then some people will prophesy. 
I'm just telling you, man, that's what he'll do. Some people prophesy upon him, prophesy, and, and they will come in, and, and some people mean well, and some people don't. It's just truth, and it just happens. And so we've got to cover ourselves, and, and we've got to get up every day, put on the mind of Christ, man, and, and just pray that, God, God, what I'm filling myself with and putting in my ears is honoring you and blessing you and glorifying you. And so, again, if it's coming against anything that we know in God's word to be true, we have to say, that's not Bible, and I don't believe it. I just, that's that simple. Well, Pastor, ain't that me? No, that's just what he's telling here. Be very careful. Watch and remember. He said, just be very careful of these things because they will rise up among you. So again, we cover ourselves in that. And so we see in this Acts chapter 20 now, and this is where I believe God's bringing us into, we see him finish his time, Apostle Paul finish his time where he was at, and we're getting ready to now watch him. And this is where I believe God's taken us. And I think he wants us to remind us and help us be very understanding of how the enemy is going to work as we move forward. But we see him now in chapter 21. So if you may want to turn your page or whatever to get you to that chapter. Acts 21, as we now step into this, we're seeing now Paul begin to step into and journey into the next level. Now, this is, this, is, this is beautiful as we, as we see this and uh, begin to look. Now, I, I'm going to just kind of read a few verses in, in chapter 21 and um, uh, just throw a few things at you today. And uh, again, this ain't polished. This is just what God gave me. So this is what it says. We see here in verse 1, it said, Now it came to pass that when we had departed from them and set sail. Now, this again, get this picture. They're setting sail, and they're launching into a new level, into a new place, into the next thing that God has for them. It says this. It said, they set sail running a straight course, and we came uh, to Kos the following day to Rose, and from there to Patera. So now we start seeing here this thing begin to happen and unfold. And so it's going to be a picture now of what Paul does in this church, a right now word for us today as our church, we see this happen. The number three things we have to do is this. We have to launch out in faith. Launch out in faith. And so you see Paul here beginning to do something, again, stepping into the next level, the next place that God has for them. Now look at what happens. Now again, this is how, this is how I think, again, right now word for us. Look at what takes place as he begins to set sail and launch out into this next level. We see here that in, in verse 4, I'm just going to, again, I'm going to just drop down and just show you certain things because you know, this is what God highlighted to me. Verse 4, it says this. It says, in finding disciples, as he gets to the next place, in finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul that through the Spirit, not to go up to Jerusalem. Now, again, this, is, this, this word is, I, I was hoping, like, man, let me say something else. This is what he's saying. You know, these are good people, people of God. Now, I want you to see this, I, that by the Spirit, they came to him. And uh, they came and began to share and tell him, don't go to this next place. Don't, don't take this next step in the journey because of what's going to happen. You drop down, and then in verse 4, I, w- I want you to see this as well. It says that when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt. Now, this is someone else coming to Paul. All right? These are, again, good godly people he's hanging with. His folks are coming to him, and he's saying this. He, they're saying to him that when he come to us, he took Paul's belt 
bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit. Now, that's caps. That's capital H, capital S. This is the Spirit of God speaking to Paul through this person. Now, this is, where, this is where I know that this was confirmation to what I feel like God had for us. Because we see here that the Spirit of God speaks, and he's letting us know that everything on this next level ain't going to be pretty. Okay, it's not always going to be fun. We're going to just, as we grow and move into what God has, there will be times and situations that it's not always going to be a joy, and always going to be fun, but it's always going to be worth it. It's always going to be worth it. And so he sees this here, and he says this. And again, this very strong word, he gives in this picture. Thus said the Holy Spirit. So the Jews at Jerusalem uh, bind the man who, um, who is now, when he heard these things, verse 12, and it says, we both those that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Now, again, these people are pleading with him. Don't go, Paul. You got this guy taking his belt, wrapping his hands and his feet, saying, man, this is what they're going to do to you when you get there. This is what I think God's saying to us. Will we, even though we know what God has for us, be willing to take and face what's going to come our way? And, and this is not, as I, as I speak, this is not just a natural thing as a church. I'm talking about to the body of Christ. I'm talking about what's happening. I'm, I'm going to be doing a series in the future right, where we're at and believe in the end times. And I think we're going to see so much more of this and we're going to have to say, and we've got to come to the place like Paul and say, I, I, I consider my life worth nothing, that I may finish the course, keep the faith, finish the task that you've given me and put in front of my face. He, and they're coming to him, and they're begging him. They're saying, Paul, don't do this. Good people, love Jesus, speaking truth. And they're saying this. They says, verse 13, it says that when Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And verse 14 said, this is kind of like, I love this. So when, we, so when uh, he would not be persuaded, we see saying. And they said this, that the will of the Lord be done. This is what you got to come to. And, and, and where when you just realize When you just realize and understand, and, and this is kind of ha- how this thing will work. If you just come to a place to where you stand strong, you keep moving forward and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You launch out in faith. You stay in faith regardless of what's coming because here's how this thing typically works. Oh, as I've studied scripture and lived this thing out, God's promises is usually, are usually on the other side of an obstacle. God's promises are usually on the other side of an obstacle. So you have to do this. You have to be willing to press in and keep moving forward. And then as you do this, if you come to this place where you just stay there, you stay in faith, you get it settled in your heart that regardless of what happens in my life, he's worth it. Then you get to see. Please hear this. Then you get to see what God has when you launch out into the deep. I want, I want to do something that God put in my heart for today, and typically we've been staying in just Acts, but I want you to turn over real quick to Luke 5. 
Turn to Luke 5, if you would. <laughs> Again, I love how God just kind of just setting this thing up. Because I was hearing the stuff, and I was reading, and I was studying, and I was like, man, God, wow, man, you know, wolves and these people rising up and these obstacles, these things that are here and it's about being bound and all this kind of stuff. And he just kept speaking. You keep preaching and teaching my word. Let me do what needs to be done. And if we just do this, if we trust him at his word, he'll do things that will blow our mind. This is what he'll do. He'll do things that blow our mind. And in Luke 5, verse 1, this is an incredible story that we see in Scripture. It says this, this is in verse 1, it says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him, this is speaking of Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Now hear this, you, you gotta, this is going to see this. They're, they've given up. They didn't come in, they've left their boats, and they're washing their net. And it says, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. Can't you see Jesus, man, just bringing it from the boat, man? And just, I, just, I, love, I love seeing the Bible. Just, I mean, he's just bringing it. He's going off. And then after he gets through, he says this. He said, when he has stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Man, this is where we're at today. He says, launch out into the deep. And says, let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and he said to him, Master, we have told all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Hmm. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and they filled bo both the boats so that they began to sink. That's a good day. That's the kind of fishing day I want right there, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pour it on my life. I receive it in the name of Jesus. That kind of day. I have to call a brother. Y'all bring y'all's boat over here. Help me out. When Simon Peter saw it, he Fell down, and this is what this is what I, this is the only responsibility we should give when we see God move. He fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." This is how God works. He says, "For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that had taken, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus has said to Simon, "Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch." Man, man, I love it. And he says in verse 11, he says, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and they followed him. This is a picture today, I believe, of what God's speaking to our lives and our churches. We launch out in faith. And there's a couple of things that I, I, I want us to see here. And the number one thing is this. Don't quit and give up. Please get on board with what God's doing. And this is what I, I think, again, for you personally, for where you're at, for God wants to do in your family, in your personal life, Please don't quit. These guys, they went ahead and gave up that day. They'd, they'd quit. So much so that the Bible says, man, they parked the boat. And God, I've been, I've had that feeling. 
Y'all know I like to fish, man. And I've had that feeling. I've got out, man, and just sometimes, I'll, man, I'm throwing the kayak in the back of the truck. I'm out of here, Jack. There ain't nothing by it. And then you just have that feeling, and it says they're cleaning their nets. They're done. But listen, when God speaks, you've got to trust him. You've got to trust him. And when he speaks, you have to do what he says. Now, there, there's something that stood out as, as we see this here. That as, as they were speaking at verse 5, Jesus spoke to them and said, do this. He said, I want you to cast out your nets. All right? He, he said, I want you to cast out your nets. You, you do understand Jesus sees this thing way before we see it. He sees it way before we can ever see it. And he already sees what, what he, he's going to do in this place in our hearts and lives as we launch out in this new beginning and move forward with him. And this is what we have to do. We have to be obedient to what he says. And this is where I think specifically speaking to our hearts. And this is for Faith Renewed. And, and, and I believe this is what he's saying. I feel like we have we've done what Simon Peter has done here. We've done this. It says here that it said he spoke to him. And it said this. He said in verse 5, he said when he spoke to him and he said cast out, he said those nets. He said this. He said, at your word, I will let down the net. What did Jesus tell him to do? Let down what? I don't know. I'm just going to put someone on the spot. What did Jesus tell him to do? Let down the what? Somebody said it. What did he say him to let down? To do? let down? Who said? Okay, somebody got over it. That's what he said to do. He said to let down the nets. You know what Peter did? Let down a net. You know what he had done? He, he did this. He limited Jesus. He limited God. He limited what God could do. And he, he somehow wanted to pull back. And he said, it's your word. I'm telling you to do this. He said, I want you to let down the nets. <laughs> and he was doing this, man. He was letting down a net. But listen, I think so many times we limit him. I want us to come to a place to where we just say, God, I want to do what you say to do. And I want to just believe for everything that you have for us. We have to start doing this. We have to come to a place where we quit limiting God. We have to quit limiting him. And one of the areas I believe God's calling our church into, and this is exciting as we talk about new beginnings, as we talk about launching forward into what God has for us, this is one of the things that God's calling us into. He's calling us to launch out and cast out the nets. What's that mean, Pastor? What are you saying? If you look around right now, just, just glance around. Man, you're looking around some, sitting by some good-looking folks today, man. But if you look around, and it's not just because we're giving away a T-shirt today. Listen, God's bringing people in this place like crazy right now. He is drawing people in, and it is so beautiful. It's so incredible, and we're seeing lives change. And just right now, just I, I want you to see this. Who, right now, in this place, you know somebody personally who needs to be in God's house here in God's Word? Who's not? Raise your hand. Look at this, man. Wow. Wow. And you know what we prayed earlier? God, save them and bring them in. God, just draw them to you. Heal them and set them free. God, do this thing. Bring them. And so this is one of the things God's calling us into. He's wanting us to begin to, to start doing something. He wants to start casting some nets and not a net. One of the things we're going to do as a church is this. We're going to be soon. You're going to be seeing. And we're going to build it and promote it and make sure everything's on board. But we're going to do this. We're going to start casting some nets. We're going to start having two services in this church. Amen? Come on. <clears throat> Come on. 
what I was hoping for, man. Praise God. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And this is some of the things that we need for you to do. We need you to get on board and be a part of this. That's what we need. That's what, and this is what's cool. God's bringing all these people in. They're getting connected to the church. And right now, God wants to speak directly to you because he wants you to hear this. He wants you to hear this. Some of you have sat back and said, man, they don't really need me. They have everybody in place, and they already have everything in line. Listen to me. You know what God's going to do? He's just getting ready to show you. Now we need you even more. Now we need you even more. You know what that means? We're going to need extra musicians, extra singers, extra teachers, extra greeters. We're going to need all these things. You know what that means? God's calling you to be a part. God's calling you to be a part. He, he, because this is what he's calling us to do. And this is what I as a pastor have done. And I've repented before God for this. God told me to do this a while back. You know what I did? Cast out a net. I cast out a net. And God's been calling us to cast nets. And, and the nets that he's going to bring in, it's going to be your children. It's going to be your family. It's going to be your mom and daddy who's going to get saved. It's going to be your neighbor that comes to Christ. It's going to be your friends and family. Some of the hard cases. Some of the hard cases that you're seeing them, man, so messed up right now, so addicted, so frustrated. They're the ones that God, God's going to call in. And this is what's beautiful. It's bigger than two services. There's going to be other nets. We're going to call in some other boats. We're going to call in some other places. We're going to raise up some other churches. I, as a pastor, man, I've sat back and limited him for too long. And it's time to do this. Believe for all the great things that God has for us again. To launch into the new things that he's calling his church into. I want you to stay with me if you would. I just want you to give God the best praise you got in you right now. I just want you to give him the best praise that you have. Father, right now, we just thank you. We begin to do this. We begin to release the nets. We begin to launch out and step into the things that you have. God, we've limited you for too long. We've limited you for too long. And so today we step into all that you have. So, Father, do this. Speak to hearts. Speak to hearts. God, some of you just brought in for one day and they thought it was just going to come for a visit. But, Lord, you may be calling them to connect and be a part of this. And, God, we just pray that you'll speak. We want it to be all you. All you, Father. Speak to our hearts right now, God. We thank you for it today, right now. Just, just as, you, as you do this, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I always want to do this. I cast this net out every Sunday. I cast a net, and I cast out this net believing there's going to be a catch and a harvest come in. We do it. It's what fishermen do. God's called us to be fishers and men. And so we cast it out. This is what they did. When they heard of what Jesus did, they watched what he did. The Bible says that they did this. They left all, and they followed him. They followed him. Verse 11 says that, man, they followed him. You know what God's calling us to do? Be his followers. Not just a Sunday Christian who every now and then shows up or does something. No, he wants us to follow him, forsake all, be willing to leave it all out there and follow him. Father, that's what we want to be able to do for you. 